Oh, what a slow, slow news week. Yeah, I mean, I've just been... I don't even know what we should talk about today. I unplugged. Yeah, basically nothing happened. You know, it was just me and the cats just, like, living, not a phone in sight. You know, really getting back to authentic humanity. Didn't... Yeah, just just vibes. <laughs> yeah, just vibes. You know, because, like, I mean, like, just what, what's... vibes all day, every day. It's, it's a lame duck <clears throat> session. Like, what's gonna happen, you know? Like, <laughs> Plus, yeah. we got we got that crazy year out of the way. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Twenty twenty is over. So now twenty twenty one. Yeah, lots the, of cool stuff is going to happen. I went viral on Brazilian Twitter, which <laughs> was one of the most like surreal experiences of my life. Nice. It was so bizarre. I saw that. Yeah. That was for your. Uh, you know, it's twenty twenty one. Now everything can go back to normal. Uh, tweet with the uh, yeah the yeah. QAnon um, uh, shaman, shaman uh, mm-hmm. at the yeah speakers. the Viking shaman man. Oh man! What? So what yeah, we... there was a coup attempt. Yeah, depending on your definition, and um, I don't know. I think I think coup is probably the right definition. Like I'm trying to think of a better one. Um, teddy bear picnic comes to mind, but <laughs> I don't understand this reference that you keep making. Is it, is it... What is? Uh... Those are big teddy bears, and they they all want to have a picnic. They're big yeah. teddy bears. Uh, over yeah, over the, over the corpses of Congress, with a... you know, it's just you know critical support. <laughs> Picnic time for teddy bears. <laughs> All the teddy bears are having a wonderful time today. Watch <laughs> them catch them unawares. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, here's the thing about the definition of a coup. It okay. is, it is the seizure of power from a lawfully existing government so they tried to do that that is what they were attempting to do they were attempting to overturn the electoral college's vote um to reinstall donald trump as president i don't really know what else you call it like it seems to me very cut and dry that it was an attempted coup now whether or not you think that uh, it ever had a snowball's chance in hell of succeeding, whether or not you think Donald Trump was directly involved, you can like, you know, like discuss all of those little uh, kind of semantic arguments or I guess not really. I shouldn't call them semantic arguments, but all of those kind of the nitty gritty of it. But to me, it seems like very straightforward definition of a coup is, you know, trying to seize power from a lawfully elected Democratic government. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that that's a totally fair description of what I saw. Um, but I also saw a lot of confusion. And I think that that's like... It the... was a bad coup. I don't mean to say it was like a well-organized coup by any well, means. Well, it was very poorly executed. Yeah, this was, this was like worse yeah, I mean, than I... the time that they tried to get like those uh, <clears throat> uh, general contractors to take a boat to Venezuela to um, overthrow uh, Maduro. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, oh, and, oh, and, and install uh, South America's uh, Beto O'Rourke, Juan Guaido, right? It's like, like that's not. Oh man! Like they, like, like even you know, with that one, they it was like, four, it was, yeah, it was like four chuds. And here we had significantly more chuds, but it was yeah, like there was not. A lot, there was a lot more chuds. There was a lot more chuds, uh, but they, but you have to organize your chuds, and the these guys, like, it seemed like I, I, you know, you can't put like a specific percentage to it, but it really seemed like it was like. 80% doing it for the gram and then 20% like I brought my zip ties. I brought my own zip ties, guys. Let's ready. I'm ready to go. And like, <laughs> yeah, let's we're ready to take hostages, hostages yeah. of uh, yeah, federal yeah, level say, elected I don't think, representatives. 
I don't think you could say a majority or even a significant slice of the pie were people who were prepared to capture and hold hostage members of Congress. But some of them definitely were. Some of them definitely were. And there's video of people looking for Mike Pence and threatening to to lynch Mike Pence, like or at least hold him captive. I mean, it's it, it is. I don't want to sound like a lib. I don't want to. And I haven't been one of those people who for the last four years has been like, Donald Trump's going to do a coup. Donald Trump's going to do a coup. But, you know, it was serious. It was fucking serious. Like, yeah, uh, you know, there's that one image of the guy like all in tactical gear, looking like a fucking super soldier with, you know, a heavy duty, massive handcuff zip ties. Like, why would you bring those unless you have a plan to zip tie, say, Mitch McConnell? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's all really, really weird. Um, there's a lot of stories buried within this. Um, probably the the biggest one, in my opinion, that is getting the least amount of attention in the mainstream press is that this was an inside job, at least as far as like maybe half of the Capitol Police. You know, like I was I was reading this uh, article from Business Insider, and it was with this like French special, you know, command lieutenant you know, a higher up guy who's been training with the U.S. on similar kinds of, um, you know, scenarios and operations. And he basically laid out like an eight point plan of evidence as to how this is almost certainly an inside job, at least as it relates to criminally uh, under securing the Capitol during a joint session of Congress. And it's pretty conclusive to me that that's what happened. And exactly who did what to make that happen, I guess we'll have to find out. Uh, But the scarier and more sobering thing that I thought of, you know, the following day, is that all of the people who are really responsible for this going the way it went will be working after January 20th. There's like a 0% chance that the Capitol Police will be seriously uh, restructured, uh, purged of its, uh, you know, uh, people who, you know, welcomed these rioters with open arms. Um, And what was the most confusing about it all is like about a third of the cops didn't seem to get the memo. Like, I think everybody at this point, you know, who's listening to this probably has seen the videos where the cops, like, open up the barricades and are, like, waving people, like, toward the Capitol. And, but then there are these other videos where, like, the cops were, like, almost getting crushed to death. Yeah. And other cops. wild. Yeah. And then other cops were, like, doing, like, a mosh pit with, like, 700 people in front of them. And like with the 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 special forces of uh, French guy basically was is talking about how like what you do is you never ever have to fight off seven hundred people in a hallway. That's like you've already lost if that's happening. Like what you do is you put a cordon out and you have a uh, set of barricades and you have enough people to uh, secure the barricades. Which is to say, the first motherfucker who pops over the barricade, you beat them relentlessly. Like, this is, like, standard police shit, right? Whether you like and it or not. we're very much pro-cops beating people. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, well, it's the point is, like, new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, I brought this up, at, uh, I don't know what it was last week, but, like, I'm not making an argument that they should do these things. I'm, I'm making yeah, an argument that yeah. they think they should do these things, and that this is the, um, the standard operating procedure. And basically, you take, like, the toughest, most, like, 
um, like badass people who are trying to incite the mob into being the most aggressive against the police or trying to, you know, get over. You make an example out of them and you immediately arrest them, et cetera. And that this causes a sort of like, you know, herd effect going waves back where people are like, oh, I'm not going over that fence because I'm going to have my ankles broke, you know? And like, that didn't happen. Or you pepper <laughs> like, spray people who are approaching the barricade so that they yeah. are, you know, incapacitated and they can't move forward. Yeah. Um, I think when you factor in the police presence, both the Capitol Police and the fact that you had a ton of law enforcement and military veterans and active service duty, active duty people in the crowd itself, that's when it starts to look even more cooey. Yeah, ish or coup like is the fact that you have active militarized state representatives taking part in it. And you have Ted Cruz, you know, like standing there looking like the president from Independence Day, telling everybody, (laughs) you know, rallying the troops. Um, You know, that's when it like becomes, you know, I don't want to be like hysterical or hyperbolic or anything and, you know, say that this is the end of the republic and blah, blah, blah. But like it, it's serious. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's it's serious, uh, yeah, especially it with the involvement of law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's like the, the biggest thing. Like 88 percent of cops voted for Trump. And like, yeah, r- despite our, you know, somewhat functional democracy on a federal level. Right. Like if those 88 uh, percent just, you know do some coordinated action you know they like they unify and they're like oh we're just gonna not let democracy happen then like what the fuck are we gonna do about it like is it like what we're gonna try and get the 22 percent that think that they should do their jobs to try to like overthrow (laughs) (laughs) more training more training we we we, see what we need to do is we need to uh train the 22 percent. we need to identify them and then train them about how to overthrow and undermine the efforts of the other 88 percent that's well actually we should give the the 88 percent the money because they're probably disenfranchised working class people (laughs) who just if their material conditions changed they wouldn't be so politically radicalized and then we could turn them into socialist cops oh man well so so here's the thing right so like i i i I try to like go find the the people that I, i trust uh to like talk about how cops work and it's been very weird lately that like some of them like are are very very uh um, nervous about saying that like a coup happened and that the police uh, helped, right? And, um, and, and like one of them is Alex Vitali, who I, I um, you know, wrote. Um, uh, uh, what is it called? A, um, a world without police um, after policing, something like that. You know, was, um, I, I, the name of the book just dropped out of me, and I have it and everything. But um, you know, the the you know, he 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 he's been very reticent to say that like the cops were in on it. Which is strange, right? Because in the way that he he says that it's that they weren't is like go look at like all the times that the cops did beat the shit out of these people, right? And there are definitely uh, instances where uh, you did you did see cops like do what Chris was saying, right? Where it's like you know you, the first person over the line gets their shit kicked in, right? And uh, and then there was that that uh, tweet going around that said like uh, you know night shift hit different, right? <laughs> like people were yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Pe- people certainly <laughs> That's got- very true. People certainly got their shit kicked in uh, after dark. Right. But like, but the thing is, is after the coup yeah, failed. Exactly. Right. It's like, th- that's the thing is that uh, there's a um, context and like your tactical um, 
uh, a situation like matters, right? Uh, like uh, like a lot, yep. depending on like what to the point where like you can just like assume that there are cops that are saying like, hey, you know, like no, this isn't uh, nothing personal, but like it's either I shit. I, I kick the shit out of you or my my pension is on the line right <laughs> so like, yeah. and like i'm gonna pick my pension over you stranger a- any any time and, and uh you know I'm not, I'm not gonna pretend to be like a like a master tactician and like be a cop whisperer and like understand why th- like these <laughs> cops waved him in and david bank yeah and like why did these cops just wave them in and these other cops beat the shit out of uh grandma or whatever uh but like the 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 reason, uh, to my mind, is that, you know, like, you put, like, some cops know that, like, yeah, if I just let all of these people in, then, you know, like, game over, right? And then now you have 700 people in a hallway and you can't win, right? And then other cops are like, well, gosh, I, I guess I have to, like, you know, uh, fight back because this is just the situation that, that we're in and it's either me or them uh, or I it, it would just be too obvious or whatever, right? So it's like... I, and I, and there has been this very very strange reaction by a lot of leftists of like I'm too I'm still too cool to call this a coup. It's very strange. Yeah, it's extremely strange. <laughs> where like um, well, where it, people are like, well, I and and I think it really is because and this is um uh the way that liberals um like are are sometimes much more dangerous than than right wingers right is because liberals like say it over and over and over again this is a coup this is a coup this is a coup yeah. remember that medium post like two days after the election of 2016 where it's like is this a trial balloon for a coup right it's like you hear that shit over and yeah. over and over yeah. and over again to the point that when it does actually happen it happens poorly right and it's ba- poorly executed and it, it didn't really stand a chance it doesn't really seem like to have ever stood a chance of happening and, and working but like when it actually does happen you get otherwise smart people incisive people saying like oh no come on it's just another one of those like you know uh, hair-brained uh, pants on fire or hair on fire uh, rachel maddow moments right and it's not this this yeah, was an actual yeah. coup it was a poorly executed one, but we do poorly executed cues all the time, and and and, and sometimes they work. <laughs> just well, other, yeah, 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 they're just another. Well, yeah, I sometimes. think you're hitting on something. I think that's so like right on, David. And I think a lot of it is just the embarrassment of being associated with anything that that smells of liberalism yeah. mm. and no, or not liberalism, but lib, but libs, um, not liberalism and like the political. Uh, science term, but 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 liberals in America and Rachel Maddow and all that stuff. I think that a lot of it is that libs have been saying ever since Donald Trump started taking his his you know cause to the courts and trying to challenge voting results and calling that a coup. And now that you have this riot in the Capitol building, people are, people don't want to call that a coup either because it 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 you know, like one of the things that people on the left most fear is being called a lib. Like, let's just be honest. Like, it's it is like the it is the people have night. You know, socialists and communists and anarchists they have nightmares about someday. You know, uh, fucking. Um, oh man, what is it? It's like uh, I'm naked. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a. Big, I'm naked in high yeah, school, like and Matt everyone's Christmas calling me a lib. A, a lib. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't have pants on. And my, my history teacher was like, you're a lib. Um, and I think that that's what's driving a lot of this reticence from leftists to call this a coup, yeah. um, which is 
unfortunate because it's doing what libs do, which is allowing the opposition to craft the narrative and responding to that narrative that they have then crafted. Mm. And that, I think, is a big mistake for us to allow that to happen. Um, Because if this had happened, if the United States had encouraged this kind of behavior in a Latin American country, we would have no hesitance to call it a coup or a coup attempt. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it wouldn't have gone down exactly like it did in any other country. Like, I think our country is um, uniquely diseased and uh, handicapped in a way that the way it went down here is pretty unique and weird. Um, But at the same time, I think you guys are both more right than wrong. But just to try to put myself into the moccasins of someone who's reticent to call us a coup for a second, because I'm sort of That's racist. I can't believe you just said that. (laughs) But let me let me try to uh, let me try to uh, to to, to suss this out, because like, I'm not sure I would personally refer to this as a coup. Like, that's why I think I, I prefer teddy bear picnic. Um, but the, the reason that I don't want to refer to as a coup is that even in its most like inside job, high level, um, strategic decision making purpose of all this, I don't think the purpose was to try and actually capture members of Congress and actually overthrow the results of a democratic election. I think that it might be a little bit more sinister than that. And it, and this is where like my tinfoil hat, like, you know, is gleaming, you know, full rainbow colors right now. Um, <laughs> is so that, powerful. Like, to, to what degree and what was the purpose and strategy behind the people who, like, for example, purposefully didn't call in the National Guard when there was every evidence to suggest that they should have? Um, who, you know, apparently, like, the DOD said that they were told not to deploy, like, they had essentially encouraged it and they were told to stand down, essentially. And when I try to think of about people operating within the security apparatus of our empire on that level, I don't think that they wanted to have members of Congress in zip tie handcuffs and like a, you know, military junta style pull off of keeping Donald Trump in office, you know, one more term or something like that. Like, I think that that would be too detrimental to the American project. And I think that what really seemingly happened was the people who are in charge of the actual like securing of the capital like you know like the people who have the monopoly of a violence in our country wanted to flex their muscles a little bit which is to say they wanted to uh you know like i heard one crazy thing some uh, chatter came out of uh the capital police saying like wait wait i don't get it Everyone fr- flipped out when we put tanks in the uh, in the streets and saturated the, uh, the 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 streets with tear gas with BLM. Like, wait, you guys got to pick up, make up your mind. Do you want us to beat the shit out of everybody, or do <laughs> we not? Like, like we were we were purposefully, reflexively, uh, you know, we had listened. And we were trying, trying to, to learn from our mistakes. Yeah, we're trying to learn from our <laughs> we mistakes. We did a growth. <laughs> what more do you want? But the do you want tanks they, in the streets they, or like, not? Come what, on. The the mixed approach that the police had, right? Like they uh, once wanted to actually let hundreds of people breach the Capitol and like enter it. Hence, why they didn't do the cordon and why they didn't, you know, keep people back like a hundred, two hundred feet with like immense force. And at the same time, they wanted to protect the members of Congress. Hence, why Ashley Babbitt got shot in the neck and died. And R.I.P. And so, like, to a real one. You know, I I think about. 
the 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 actual str- strategic goals of this you know seemingly inept um security apparatus that we know isn't inept we know that they can you know do the thing that they are supposed to do when they want to the question for me is why didn't they want to and at what level were they trying to let this be a spectacle and what was it going to be a spectacle of and i think that the idea of like letting the windows and the doors be breached on live tv and people running around with trophies and putting their legs up in nancy pelosi's desks that was like the police basically flexing their muscles saying we can do this if we want and what the fuck are y'all going to do about it and that they actually kept, you know, the 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 members of Congress safe enough that the same motherfuckers that let these people get attacked got a standing yeah, ovation by the very yeah. people they that they let get attacked the next day. That is breathtaking. And that like the, what should be obvious to everybody that the police let this happen, whatever this was, um, fails to at least consciously register in the official actions of the people who were the most you know, put at risk, the elected representatives themselves should say a lot to us. And I think what it says to me is that the police are above the law because they are the law and they can do whatever the fuck they want. And they have political ideology and they have some type of, you know, uh, like project that they're trying to bring about, but they're also trying to not get completely fired. So they're trying to like thread this needle. And I, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know what, what more well, to say than that observation set. So here's the thing. I I I also like a lot of the points that you made, Chris, um, and I don't want to undermine any of them. But like the DOD's actions and the extent, the exact extent to which the police were involved, and blah blah blah. Like those aren't really things that are determinative of a of a coup. Mm-hmm. If ten heavily armed people showed up at Congress with the intent to change, with the intent to undermine the certification of the electoral college votes or anything like that. We would call that a coup. A coup is an attempt to seize power from a duly elected government. Okay. So, like, to me, all of those things are important and interesting dynamics of what happened. Um, But it doesn't mean that what we just witnessed was not an attempt to seize power from a democratically elected government. So um, I think that and, and one of the reasons that I harp on that distinction, one of the reasons that I think it's important is because. We all have to recognize for ourselves right now that there are people in this country who want to install a fascist government. Like, that's yes. the goal. They want fascism. Yes. Um, yep. And, you know, we, we've we tiptoed around and, and squabbled over whether or not Trump is a fascist and blah, blah, blah. And I think um, that all of those conversations were important and worth having. And I think that a lot of libs have, like, way blown it out of proportion, the extent to which Donald Trump is a fascist. But, like, he cheered on people trying to seize control of a democratically elected government to reinstall him illegally for a second term. And that, I think, is something that is very important for us to acknowledge going forward, because if we want to pretend that there isn't a substance, like a a non-trivial amount of people in this country willing to do that, um... We are fooling ourselves. And if you look at the planning of this and you read what they've been writing on forums for the last two months planning this event and you look at what they were shouting as they were in the Capitol building, you know, yeah, a lot of people were there for the gram. A lot of people were there because they thought it would be fun and cool to storm the Capitol. 
But there were also a lot of people there with the plan to lynch Mike Pence. Like they said yeah. so. It's you can, wild. I guess, make the argument that they just said it and they didn't intend to do it. But I think that's kind of like a moot point. I mean, the difference between uh, symbolic action and, you know, material action is ultimately at the end of the day. And we'll never know because they didn't get to lynch Mike Pence. Maybe they would have if they could find him, but they couldn't find him. They looked all through the Capitol building. They asked police where he was. They asked police where Chuck Schumer's office was, and the cops tried to direct them to Chuck Schumer's office, but they couldn't find it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that is is wild. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I I think... Don't... Lucy's trying to bite my cable. Lucy's... And she's been biting my feet. She's trying to sabotage the pod. The whole time, yeah, yeah, I think she's in on it. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, like here's, she's trying to she's trying to instigate a coup in yeah, the household. She's an ironweeds coup. You know, like, here's the thing. Like, yeah, I, 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 I believe that there is. I, I this is uh, agreeing with with what Brittany said. Where like there is like a domestic spider network within the United States of people that want to institute uh, a a fascist dictatorship or just some sort of like fascist government. That it is not organized as well as it could be to achieve its ends. Right. Because uh, but they are all on the same page as far as like, you know, in, in much like the left. Right. They they all have some sort of similar vision for what they want the future to look like. Right. And mm-hmm. for a lot of and, and I think for a lot of police officers, you know, police are not a monolith. OK, you can't just say everything uh, uh, that you say Hashtag about one not police all officer. Cops. Not all cops. No, <laughs> no. But the, you know, like, you, I, I think, you, you know, you do have a a. a a large amount of police officers who who uh do uh like agree uh strongly with like the vision of America that uh that uh, uh, uh Donald Trump has given voice to for for the last like gosh 5 6 years now right and mm-hmm. and the the fact that so many of them were reported to like have shown up off duty there and like flashing their ID cards to capital police yeah, officers kind of when they come mm-hmm. in there and then like uh and that same thing with um with veterans and we we should get to the uh, the fact that uh eventually that a uh you know we, we got a local one a, a Saratoga GOP official uh was arrested there uh as well it seems after the like fact or during the uh, melee uh i think it's a little bit after uh, well i think it's in dc so i don't know how long afterward but um so maybe she was really bad at it i don't know that that would be very on brand for us but um <laughs> uh, you know but to get, to get arrested in a, in a coup attempt that was enabled by the police but yeah i, I mean I, I think that the most reasonable straightforward evident uh description of this is that there are, there's a lot of sympathy for uh, a fascist um uh dictatorship in this country amongst police officers and their families and their supporters that mm-hmm. um and just like any other um uh, uh movement there are people who believe a little bit more a little bit less about that and uh people who believe it a, a lot less or when the chips are down they maybe they do believe it but when the chips were down they're like well shit i'm definitely gonna get fired or something bad's gonna happen to me <laughs> if if i do let them in and so i'm gonna kill this woman Right, uh, you know, just like well, center yeah. mass, you know, I, um, well, <sighs> it, it, it take her down. You know, it's like I, I think that there's just like some people just like decide. Well, fuck, you know, like this is th- this is the the position I'm in. This is the choice I have to make. 
And I was hoping to just be like overwhelmed by by a mob, and then there I could definitely say there's nothing I could have done. But instead, there's just this one person who figured out, oh man, if she gets over the top there, like that's definitely going to be a problem. So, pop, you know, these these people are these these people are bloodthirsty uh, for each yeah. other too, right? And and so I th- I think like, but what I I really ultimately do think is that like this was the beer hall pooch, right? This is um, a failed coup attempt that was very poorly organized. Uh, but it signals a growing movement that in a couple of years, like, will have a really well-executed uh, um, uh, party that can gain uh, um, legitimate political power it, it, to the yeah. extent that it hasn't already, right? Because you do, you still mm-hmm. have assholes that were, they were like, no, actually, you know, well, this just happened, but also, yeah, let's still... Um, not certify those election results, you know, like that, that, that shit still, ha- that still happened. There were still almost uh, a majority uh, of Republicans yeah. Yeah. in the so, house. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so I've got a lot to say in response to the things that you guys just said. Uh, one is that I think there's a lot of what you guys said that rings very true to me. I think that there is a lot of popular support for at least a fascistic style of presidency and in, in government going forward for you know the indefinite future um and i think that that's widely represented in the trump voter um but i want to sort of put a little bit of challenge to the idea that donald trump is a unique fascistic threat or that even what these people want is a fascist government i want to compare real quick what the last four years of Donald Trump's presidency actually was like materially in terms of its effect versus, you know, the previous four, eight years of, of Barack Obama. And I think that they're remarkably similar. And in some ways, like Donald Trump did things better and in some ways did things absolutely worse. I think that the cultural effect and the level of, um, incitement to political violence and the level of support for outright white nationalism and uh, a a sort of uh, chauvinistic nationalist movement is unique and scary. And I think that that's sort of what I'm in complete agreement with you guys, that there's a lot of people out there, you know, proud boys, you know, people who basically want God King Emperor Trump to reign for forever. But what I want to sort of point out is that the thing about Trump that keeps me from like being like, yeah, he's absolutely a fascist. Anybody who says that he isn't is a fucking idiot is that he's, he's an egomaniacal idiot. Like that's yeah. like oh absolutely when I try yeah, I agree when, with you. when I try to like understand what these people who are ready to do this property destruction and put themselves in harm's way of potentially being shot by the police um, and try to like force their political motives onto the you know national stage by force um, that like what were they trying to do like what was what's like a material platform that they were about like if you compare the 50,000 people they, who showed up one. for yeah well if you compare the 50,000 people that showed up for Bernie you know when he was uh, uh, given the, the the speech in I think it was Queens or, or uh, and uh, or like and he had you know this giant rally all these people wanted Medicare for all. Uh, forgiveness of student debt, uh, Green New Deal, transference of our energy infrastructure from fossil fuels to electricity, etc. Uh-huh. There were these primary material goals that united them all. And they had a platform and a, a policy platform that they were trying to put into practice that was, in fact, against the interests of the ruling class. 
Right. And in that way, I could see a Bernie Sanders style, you know, uh, in, invasion of the, uh, the, uh, the, the Capitol building as a potentially revolutionary act. But what were these people, the common denominator of the people that stormed the Capitol? What was the thing that they wanted to do outside of, you know, maybe take some captives, maybe uh, lynch Mike Pence, whatever? Like, what is the material platform that Q wants to do? What, execute everybody? Like, get the demons out? Like, these people have seemingly one thing that unifies them, which is Donald Trump personally, the human being Donald Trump in his egomaniacal um, motives. They back. They want the Trump show to never go off the air. They want him to stay in office forever or whatever. And that seemingly is like the only thing that unites them all. Like you've got, you know, small, uh, you know, ski owner ownership uh, people there. You've got, you know, white nationalists. You've got teens who just want to smash some windows. You know, like you've got a big consortium of people. But the one thing that I think that they really want is Donald Trump. And I don't know how you go from a cult of personality about this one individual to a fascistic regime with a popular mobilization of millions, you know, behind it. And like, sorry, I think that they're more ideologically coherent than you're giving them credit for. Okay. Um, And I don't think that Donald Trump is an out and out fascist. I think that he has fascistic tendencies, but those mostly come from, as you said, his megalomania and narcissism. Um, But I think that his following it is much more ideologically coherent than uh, than sometimes we give them credit for. Uh, the vast majority of them are white supremacists. At the very least, they think that people who are not white are below them. They are opposed to BLM. Tons of them are saying, fuck BLM, fuck BLM. So what is that? What is intrinsic to that statement? It is that you find black liberation movements uh, unwarranted, an enemy of the state. You know, they want a highly centralized authoritarian government. They want Donald Trump at the head of it. They want low taxes. They want protectionism. They want isolationism. They want, you know, no social service programs, no any kind of welfare state at all. Um, They want extreme individualism. You know, that's that's why they're constantly crowing about their rights and their freedoms. They don't want any kind of, you know, state regulation of virtually anything. So I do think that there is now not all of those things are fascist. You know, most fascist states do support some kind of, you know, universal social program, some kind of planned economy to one extent or another. Um, They tend to be imperialist. Donald Trump is not an imperialist by and large throughout his presidency. We've seen that he does not pursue um, illegal foreign wars. Uh, We've seen that he does do things like raise tariffs. So you know, I don't think that it's as cut and dry as fascist or not fascist, but I also don't think that this is just some big rabble. They see any kind of government action in any kind in any attempt to, uh, you know, improve the the basic standard of living in this country as authoritarian communism, and that is what they oppose. Mm. So they're not so much defined by what they want, but rather by what they are afraid of and what they oppose. Mm. And those things are just important, just as important in terms of a coherent ideology as anything else. So yes, that's that's really the only nitpick that I would have with that. I mean, that's why it's called reactionary. You know, they're reactionary, right? Like they are react. Like the the thing that holds them together is what they react against. And, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 um, I I, I do find I I like the, I mean, one of the overlooked parts. I, I I really hesitate to like make 
more connections to Nazi Germany. But like, so you know what? So I won't. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll use Chile as example, right? The the um the uh, um Pinochet. Uh, Pinochet's government, right? Like a- after mm-hmm. Allende, uh, uh, like these are these are um, governments that don't nec- that that don't necessarily grab all the state resources and hold them in the state for a very mean state that we don't like, right? They they turn mm-hmm. them. They they are. Um, There's a great article. I think it's in the Los Angeles Review of Books. I was looking for it, but it, you know it's called the uh, Neo Managerial Reich, and it, the idea is that like one of the overlooked part parts of Nazi Germany, but really all like fascist or, or, um, junta right governments. Wing. Yeah. Right. Oh. Like strong right wing governments. Right. It's not that they just like hold power, uh, over all sorts of things and then just like give it to white people or something like that. They, they, um, they completely fuse the private and public sector mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to the extent, mm-hmm. right. To the extent that, you know, like you do see, you know, like, I don't want to pay for taxes because I don't want my money going to like people that I don't know. Right. Because the, at at the Mm -hmm. center of the, of that ideology is the fact that like there are, there are good guys and bad guys and you need a strong like paternal figure to like go kill them or keep them out. Right. And so you, you get like these managers of capital that have completely unchecked power. Right. And, and it, it, and it really is like, you know, it's running the country like a business. You know, the thing that yeah. we, co- that yeah, yeah. we constantly hear from both sides of the aisle, that is the ultimate form of government, right? Is running the country yeah. like a business. And that yeah. is, I think, a lot, what a lot of them want. And, and, and well, I, 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 yeah. I, yeah. So I, 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 I agree that like, I, I like I, I agree with both of you, really. You know, so please, parents, stop fighting. No, but like the uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not fighting. We're not fighting. No, we're trying no, to, no, we're no, trying to figure out. out. We're trying to do the work of narrative building, where we're taking course, all yeah. the stochastic information and we're trying to weave together a, co- a coherent narrative that allows us to understand what the fuck is going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so what, yeah. what what I think is going on, what the fuck I think is going on, is that um, like they're all figuring it out too in the moment. Right. Mm, like they, mm-hmm. they are all trying to figure out what they, you know, who believes the most amount of things uh, that I agree with. Right. I do. And they're all doing it together <laughs> in the midst of staying within the velvet rope line in the rotunda while they just storm the Capitol. Right. <laughs> and like, and, and, that was and so cute. That was it's so, so cute. cute. Yeah, yeah. That was really yeah. cute. And, 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 you know, what, what, what's really telling, right, is like right now, Alex Jones is pissed off at Q people because he's never really fully agreed with Q. Right, and we uh, and you <laughs> also this goddamn thunder. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Right, uh, that, that yeah. is part of he's it. Like you're and, trying uh, to democratize this shit. Didn't jump on that gravy crane. Yeah, yeah he's like, no, no, no. You do not democratize the crazy train. The crazy train cometh <laughs> when I say it cometh. <laughs> Listen here, people. You, you, you don't just get to say whatever accused dropping is, you know. Listen, the reason that you people tune in for me for the last 12 years is because I've taken the drugs. I, I, I've seen the robot elves. I've taken 300 milligrams DMT when I was out on a high trip out 
out in the aisles. Let me tell you what up. You guys do not get just to play a uh, alternate reality game and uh, just discern who's a pedophile, elitist, globalist, uh, and who isn't. Um, you know, you need a degree in um, phrenology studies that I've gotten from some of the greatest credited universities. Like, sorry, uh, that thus <laughs> that ends my right. Alex I love that. Jones. I love that. <laughs> I loved that thing. Yeah. <laughs> the only one one conductor on the crazy train and that's me yeah the the um uh and like to like watch in real time on parlor r.i.p to a real one i'm like i'm trying to hold on I, I i it's still going on like it's still running for the most part but like one thing that you can you can watch in real time is everyone deciding whether or not storming the capital was extremely cool or a seditious act <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and like yeah, yeah. whether or not antifa did it right yeah. or whether or not oh god uh, um, yeah we haven't even talked about that yeah w- whether this yeah. was actually antifa or it was like no we did that and we tried really hard and while we didn't accomplish all of our goals you know we made a lot of good friends and we we showed what teamwork can do <laughs> maybe you the know? real coup was the friends you made along, no, along the way, way yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah. you know so, so I, I i i i think we we demand too much we we look at history, right, and we see uh, success and or um, uh, partial success in coups and in uh, attempts by right wing uh, organizations to take hold of government power, and we sort of retcon it into like, well, everyone believed the same thing, and they all had a vision, the same vision, and they enacted it and got it, and that's not how uh, revolutions take place. There's like. Lots of factions, and they all disagree on really fundamental Mm. things. And Mm. then, like, one, usually through luck, just wins out. And then Mm. they, and then they create history, right? And they create reality. And I, and what we're watching right now is a bunch of people fighting over, um, how to make this new reality. You know, it's like, it's the catchphrase for reaction, right? You know, it's like, like they're, they're creating this new, (laughs) this new, uh, um, reality in the moment. And they're not all certain of what it is, but they know that they just broke into the Capitol and they, and, uh, and a lot of those Capitol police officers know that they, um, let let it happen. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because because all, all year, Police departments have been rioting, right? Like we have to start yeah, saying have. it that way, right? Be, Police departments rioting, have been rioting yeah. and killing all year, all year during a pandemic. Yeah, that's true, because they want to show who's in charge. And this yeah. time, they, you know, Chris, you were saying this, and I think it's absolutely right that you know, like they, to some degree, a lot of this um, uh, uh, coup attempt, what were police departments, the Capitol Police. Uh, um, the Metropolitan Police, right? Like, all of them yeah. saying, like, we run this shit, and exactly, look at what yeah. happens when we just don't even try so hard, right? Yeah. Or when we, yeah. when, and, or when we also, agree with the people in the streets. Like, anything can happen. And that's part yeah, and of the wh- fascist dictatorship also. It's not just Trump. Yeah. A lot of them now are pissed off at Trump because they he didn't try hard he enough. Didn't or didn't, them, like, uh, it, it, yeah, he only yeah, said that they were yeah. special once. He only, he only said that they were special once. Think- <laughs> And that's part of why I think whether or not whether or not Trump is a fascist doesn't really have much bearing on the situation. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the reasons that I think that that's not definitionally important. Um, I I just I just want to point out how ridiculous it all is that they're like, "What do we want? A revolution? How are we going to get it? 
Murder Mike Pence. Why do we want it? Four more years of the same. Like, what? What? Like, like quite I literally. I saw I, somebody. Yeah. I saw somebody on Twitter said uh, they're storming the Bastille, but instead they're uh, trying to keep the king and let him keep starving them. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's it is like an inverted yeah. revolution. It's like yeah. you know we want a king yeah. and we want him to keep being around and killing us all. Yeah, like well, that's what we want. But when yeah, politics well, I mean, like, is they're... divorced from a material platform like struggle, and it is entirely within the realm of cultural grievance, then the I don't think so. Chancellor... Do you know well, how well, many uh... people have gotten richer under Trump? Well, no, you know how yeah, many no. of those people who stormed the Capitol have have my mom knows some of them. I was just talking with her about this today. My mom knows a okay. bunch of Trump supporters through her work and through her neighbors and stuff. They made money. Their material conditions got better under Trump thanks to his tax breaks, mm-hmm. thanks to his loosening of business restrictions mm-hmm. and regulations. These people have material. Th- this is not purely cultural or ideological or anything. They have material interests in maintaining this form of government. They enrich themselves under Trump. Okay. So, and, mm-hmm. you know, especially when we're talking about the skidoo salesmen and the small business owners who mm-hmm. are going out there and the cops. And you the know cops. how much defund yeah. the police affects those cops? Yeah, These yeah. are very, very much material issues. Okay. And, and all the overtime that the, they got, yeah. like... Troy just yeah. gave, just added seven hundred thousand dollars to their their cop budget. Like that's Trump. That's Trump. And and I, yeah. but I do also think at the same time there is you know and again thanks liberals for like just like pounding this into the pavement to the point that it's meaningless. But you know like one of those Umberto Echo like here's how you know you're in fascism mode like things. One of them is that like a lot of people are willing to trade actual representation for hearing their. Uh, grievances aired by someone powerful right you feel represented Mm. in the halls Mm. of power by like people doing speech acts and saying things in places that appear powerful right and there is a lot of symbolic rhetoric going on you know and and, like and and that that really does matter and i I would that is something that a lot of people will die for is 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 the love of their leader and a lot of people really do not just like appreciate the material gains that they get um if they get any at all but a lot of people do as Brittany was saying but it, they also love him like they love that he says these things and that yeah. and that they they see themselves in him and they love him yeah. and 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 yeah. and they and they will they will die for their big wet president like i don't it's fucking Why do we sad. have to keep calling him wet? I hate that. I never understood that. Especially because he's, so... he, he's, he, he's a teetotaler, though. He's so moist. He's like, yeah, but he's so <laughs> moist. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so thank you both for all of those points. Uh, I think that, that you know, I agree with, with a lot of what you guys are, are saying right now, and it, it shouldn't be um, completely discounted. I guess the thing I, reason I was bringing up the cultural grievance being, I think, at the real core here for a lot of the people who are getting either on defense of this uh, coup attempt or whatever teddy bear picnic uh, or not, ha- that that's my experience. I'm talking to people like, I, there was this, uh, a good friend of mine, actually, like, 
like, you know, we don't talk a lot about politics or we didn't, you know, back when we, we hung out a lot. Um, he's an engineer. Uh, he has been going to the state house rallies that have been happening after this. And he voted for Trump once, mm. but this guy, this person represents a, um, a, a, a non-zero percentage of the population that was for Bernie Sanders when Bernie Sanders was in the primary and was like supporting mm-hmm. him and then became a Trump voter uh, because he hated Biden and he hates neoliberalism. Um, and he likes that Trump is hated by what he considers the ruling class. So, you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, you know, now Google's pulling out a parlor. Like, what he sees happening is that there's a censure happening by what he calls the left. And when I drill down into that, he means half of the country that votes for the Democratic Party. That's that's what he's calling the left. Um, That they are trying to censor free speech on uh, grounds of, uh, you know, like, especially in regards to uh, potential fraud, right? So, and I was trying to explain to him that I think that the reason why there's so much disinformation around the voter fraud is that there's a uh, president in office saying he won by a landslide when he didn't. And even though he has is a billionaire, has all the resources to bring to bear in his own defense and trying to overturn this election that he possibly could, he was not able to get one judge to not throw out all the uh, evidence. And I was trying to explain to him, like, isn't that, you know... Like, doesn't that paint a picture that this is all bullshit? And he's like, I don't know. It could also paint a picture that everybody is a grand conspiracy against Trump and that they Everybody's all just in like, on it. Yeah. And, the, it's and a then deep if, state. Yeah. And if you look at all these, you know, private institutions, like who who's to say what's disinformation? Like, why should anything be censored? You know, like, what are the effects of censoring anything? Like, I think that the second you start censoring uh, speech on any level, then you, you know, you're going to get censored. And think about you, Chris, you're a radical. You're, you know, a leftist socialist. Like, they're going to come right after you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Dude, this is a lot. This is a lot they've to unpack. They've been coming after us. <laughs> yeah, they have but been coming after me. But that's the other thing like, is that they've been coming after us. Yeah, you know? yeah they I have. Mean, they have. And, 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 and stuff does get censored. And, uh, you know, uh, like, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's a significant percentage of the support for the president and these actions that comes from a large amount of, he hates the people I hate. And he's yeah. loud and proud about it. And yeah. I don't think that we should you be anything other than loud and proud about hating these people that he hates. Um, and then he yeah, like, very I mean, carefully think- airbrushes out all the people that he doesn't hate that he hates, <laughs> like the Mexicans <laughs> and, you know, the, yeah, the yeah, minorities yeah, yeah. and like, you know, everything I mean, else. This but- is some like, this is some classic base superstructure shit, right? Like, yes, they have material interests in keeping Trump in office and they have cultural interests in keeping yep. Trump in office. And so it's really like, doesn't have to be one or the other. And in fact, the whole movement itself is bolstered by the fact that it's both right um it's if bernie sanders could have helped us materially but was a virulent racist we wouldn't have supported him correct um so you know it 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 can't just be it kind of has to be both in some ways Mm -hmm. And, and 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 racism is material also right like True. And it is material, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, if someone absolutely. running for president uh, hates black of... people, they're not going to let black people get money, you know, for example. Yeah, yeah. and and immigra- the immigration issue, all of these things, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, so let's just do a quick and dirty rundown of all the weirdest parts of this, and then, like, there's just so much to get to, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on some of these bizarre things, but I, we just got to... So, first of all, there were a bunch of Christians rallying around the Capitol building, blowing shofars, and calling... Congress Jericho, which if you're not a biblical 
nerd scholar. Yeah, Jericho was the city of unbelievers and corruption and everything. And so, you know, the armies of, uh, what was his name? I don't remember the guy's name. Some prophet. Uh, Surrounded the building and blew their shofar. And then the building, the walls crumbled and blah, blah, blah. They were waving a bunch of Israeli flags, which, as Chris, you pointed out, they also there were also people with the Kekistan flag. So that's a little odd bedfellows, uh, discordant, <laughs> odd bedfellows. Yeah, yeah. It, it, except it's it's kind of not because you know the Israeli state has really become kind of a a, a, a huge totem for why you should remember the uh, lessons of the Holocaust. Uh, it's like probably mm-hmm. the deepest irony I think in human history, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah, is that those things really aren't, um, you know, against each other in almost any way? Yeah, we had we got the, the guy, guy who tasered his nuts. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say to death. Yeah, horrible. And you know, it. Y- y- I I gotta say outright, um, I was not infected by Schadenfreude. Like, except no, maybe me after either. the first 30 yeah. seconds when it was first happening, and I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> like, what? What's going on? The cops are fighting the cops? What the fuck? Um, but after that, Yeah, I was real like, Spider-Man pointing action. Yeah. I, but after that, I was like, oh, fuck, this is bad. This is bad, bad. Like, a yeah, cop got it's killed a- by being hit in the head with, in the face with a fire extinguisher. Like, yeah. that... That's it. That's... <clears throat> And then when I watched the other cop nearly get crushed to death in the door, I was that like, was hard to watch. Yeah, that was like, really hard to watch. You know, like especially you know this this year has been a a, a crazy um, a whirlwind of emotions, roller coaster, um, and like you know watching a, a, a like just watching up close the face of a cop getting squished to death and just crying out and just be like ah, except he didn't actually die. Um, it was like. I don't take any pleasure in this shit. Like, it's just, it's not yeah. fun to actually watch people uh, seriously suffer. Um, and uh, go ahead and cancel me for that. You know what I'm... Uh, How dare you not cheer on the death of a, of a cop? How dare you? Then you had yeah, a wom- and you had a the wom- woman wearing the, the no step on snack flag. She was, and, who and she was stepped on. She was stepped on. To death. Eesh. It's bad. Yeah, you know, it's didn't like didn't they I, look at the flag? Why didn't they read the <laughs> flag? They, they the should have known. Yeah. Well, she wasn't a snake. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, oh, she didn't yeah. look anything like Elizabeth Warren. But uh, you know, yeah. the, the um, yeah, and, and, you know, I also I, I agree with all of what you guys were saying. But and, and also, I'll say on top of that, like I am not going to go down the road of saying like it's so sad because you know these people were taught to believe such dumb things and then they went and did stuff in the name of like complete bullshit dumbass stuff he's no he's like that i i feel like that's uh way too infantilizing paternal yeah because it's no they they honestly believe this shit as much as i believe that we deserve a, a a brand new world that is possible under communism you know it's like that's not they they believe some stuff that i really hate and that i will do everything to prevent coming to fruition but like just watching them like die and hurt each other for no fucking reason in a gaudy building that yeah you know is like it's just it's just sad it's just sad to watch and, and and to speak about ashley babbitt again you know um first off uh, solidarity with people who have their first name underscore last name as their Twitter handle, you know, undoxable, 
that's that's a <laughs> something that they they teach you in um in uh the school of i couldn't find her twitter it's ashley underscore babbitt just like I looked Ryan for it and I couldn't Chris find it. Twitter must have made it unsearchable. Scully. Yeah, no, it's, it's right there. Yeah, it's B A B I T T. But you know, like looking through her feed, you know, she was you know a Air Force veteran of like many many years. She had all these like Law and Order, uh, you know, uh, signs uh, and stickers with Trump and stuff. And then she disobeyed the law and was shot by the cops that she was disorderly yeah and like yeah you it, like and, and and the the circumstances that led up to that are like especially really f- fucked up in my mind because you had two or three fully body armored cops with the helmets with everything rifles that were marching like with the protesters they were there were somehow two armed cops with rifles behind her and they who they they were like marshalling it i don't know and then but there was like a point of you know you pass this point we're going to shoot you as far as like the cops were concerned right like that was seemingly the case uh and they warned everybody in the front including like the eyewitness that gave testimony directly afterward who was right next to ashley babbitt when she was shot they're like yeah they said you know don't go over this or we'll shoot and she went over and got shot and like fucked up but like you and know, i why, believe that was the hall right outside of the chambers yes yeah which so, was yeah, why was. that was like the final like n- no going past this which is i think part of the reason that the cops involvement in this is so complicated because they, at the signals. end of the day they did not yeah. allow them to reach congress people yep. they did not allow them to reach you know the representatives so yep. You know, yeah, and that's then, too close to a coup. We can let you get close, but we can't let you get that <laughs> see, close. See, that's the, the, if I have any resistance to calling it a coup, it's exactly there. It's that they there was something that they were trying to let happen, and they were going to let it go a certain distance, but they weren't going to let it go a certain distance. And like, but the cops don't have to be on your side for it to be a coup. Or at yeah, least yeah, not I, all the cops have to be on your. Well, you know, so well, yeah, I, I totally yeah. get your point. But yeah, it just yeah. seems like you know, like, the, yeah. I don't know. Like I, it's it's hard. It's hard to say because then you see other you. other cops. Like, you. Did you see the video where it had like the single black officer who ha- was like valiantly like holding out in front of like a hundred people who are looking to fuck yeah. him up with like and attacking him with like um uh, flags and shit. And he ha- kept retreating and like of course you know that's what you got to do. You don't see, you don't square yeah. off with a hundred people and and die. <laughs> like that's not what police training you know is is trying to get you to do. Uh, but it's just why did that cop be? Why was he in this position in the first place? Like there's no fucking there was reason that it should have happened that way. A guy was using his flagpole with a big American flag to like yeah. beat people. Yeah, yeah. And then a white woman cop picks he picks up the flag and gives it back to him. Fucking know, insane. It's we crazy. Live, we live in a, in a truly insane country. And like we so really the US, do. Yeah. The US Capitol Police Chief, uh, I don't know if he has already resigned or if he's still pending resignation. Um the sergeant at arms for I think was fired by Nancy Pelosi. Is that yeah, the, right? The, yeah, the, the, so, the, yeah. the Congress one was fired, and the um, the the Senate one was uh, uh, either resigned on their own or was asked to resign. So okay. both sergeant. So at a arms, few heads have rolled. Yeah, at, at the top, you know, um, including one right near us, right, David. <laughs> 
So, um, according to the um, uh, site that is never wrong on these sorts of things, Reddit, I was looking at the the Albany um, Reddit. Uh, there's a, a post that says woman filmed getting arrested for storming the Capitol, possibly ID'd as a member of the Saratoga County GOP committee and may actively hold an appointed position for the town of Malta. And uh, I got to say, you know, like pictures of her as the Saratoga GOP uh, committee member and definitely being arrested at the Capitol. It looks like the same person uh, or they're a crisis actor. Um, but <laughs> the, um, uh, the the thing that the, the the really the thing that that makes it pretty clear is someone posted in the comments a Facebook post from December twenty third, twenty twenty, by Sharon. Uh, her name is um, Sharon Pinio to a, a group called Upstate Conservative Coalition. And here's here's the post: My fellow conservative patriots, our President Trump fought for us against all odds for four turbulent years. He is now broadcasting a plea for us to come to his aid. Congress will meet on January 6th to decide the future of our nation by certifying the Electoral College results. Our president asks that we, the people, assemble at the Capitol to declare to Congress that we do not support a stolen election. Sharon Pinio is coordinating a bus trip slash caravan from our area in answer to our president's call. Please email Sharon at, and there's her verizon.net email address, with questions, input, and or to express interest. Also note that the trip is currently in the planning phase and that details have not been finalized. What type of government have you given us, sir? A republic, madam, if you can keep it. Benjamin Franklin. There was a guy uh, yeah. carrying a sign that said that too. At yeah, the, by yeah. Which over, is so by overturn, Yeah, by overturning <laughs> the, the fucking properly, uh, you know, judicially uh, 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 accounted for election. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so she definitely organized an entire fucking bus trip down there. Uh, and uh, someone who looks strikingly like her uh, is getting hauled away by Capitol Police. Um, so. So we we have a we have upstate New York representation. We have capital region rep, uh, representation in the form of uh, the wackos and at up in Saratoga. I thought she had resigned, which is why I brought her up now. But yeah, no, so she has not resigned so far. Okay. I, I, I and I, I well, and I also like don't really see any um, reporting really of this at all yet. So, you know, we can, except for us, we, we broke this story. Uh, we're, 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 uh, <laughs> breaking we're news. reporters. We're reporters now. But yeah, uh, um, so, so that, that happened. That's another cool, cool thing that happened. Yeah. I mean, we, and, and we will see if anything does happen to her, right? Because, uh, the Republicans up here, are pretty bonkers. And if I, I was looking at the cross tabs yeah. of, um, I was looking at the cross tabs of like, of Republicans that supported, uh, the coup, right. Uh, or whatever we're calling it. And, um, uh, the people that, uh, support it the most are Republicans in the Northeast. Northeastern Republicans have the highest, Ooh, uh, represent. Yeah. Wow. Have the highest level of support for, uh, whatever the hell happened at the, at the Capitol. So, um, big, big uh, boss, maybe, yeah. uh, Steve McLaughlin has been losing his shit on Twitter. Uh, he he you know, blocked a Troy on- DSA finally. 
That's on so Twitter. funny. Glenn's been uh, having a, um, a very normal one on Twitter. Uh, but Has he, he? Yeah, he's been taking the, uh, you know, it goes one way or the other, right? Uh, with the Republicans that have, like, fomented this situation uh, in the first place. Uh, and he uh, has basically been saying that it's Antifa, which is yeah, like... He, he's he's anti-Q shaman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's anti-Q he shaman. Prison. What's, what's so crazy is he's like, prosecute all of them. Like, you know, he's, like, really heavy-handed uh, about his take on this. Um, but what's funny is all of the replies are either people uh, mocking him because he's the person that that he's saying should be prosecuted, as well as the <laughs> fact that uh, it, it, it's a mix of that and where we go one, we go all Twitter. Like, it's, like, straight-up <laughs> Q people being, like, you know, like, I can't believe you that you, you're, you're not supporting us in our hardest hour right now. <laughs> God. I mean, to to be honest, the first uh, adjective that comes to my mind is coward. Like, come on, man! Like, you of like yeah. worked on this forever, and like you were you were constantly saying about how this was a stolen election. Like, there's tons of tweets about this. Like, fucking yeah. nut up and 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 commit to the bit, <laughs> man. Commit to you the bit. You don't become the big. <laughs> you don't become the big boss baby by having big boss baby balls. You do it through cowardice. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. So lots of fucked up mm. shit. Uh, probably the last noteworthy thing that we should talk about is Q Shaman. Uh, you know, Q Shaman is real. Uh, I keep telling my therapist that that it is. And they keep saying that, that it, it's not real and it can't hurt me. Um, but then every day I log on to Twitter and I'm like, it's real. Uh, there was also there was also a, a small subgenre of tweets that were uh, people saying that he was hot, which was disturbing. <laughs> he is hot. Yeah, it's a, it's a little disturbing. Sorry, guys, but yeah. he is hot. Yeah, well, I don't sh- want to sh- tell you. Yeah, shamans of all types, you know, they got to take care of their body. It's it is <laughs> yeah. their temple. His body is a temple. I mean, I think we should also talk about uh, David. What did you call it? The night of the long. <laughs> the night of long, the long eulas. I, 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 uh, actually, so, um, uh, uh, Qu- uh, uh, Qu- Quinn's, Quinn Slobodan, who's, um, uh, a writer, um, he has a book called Globalists from Harvard Press. Um, he, he, he tweeted out, um, night of the long terms of service yesterday, <laughs> which I think is, uh, appropriate. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So I mean, that's what, yeah. there's which been a also, lot like, of chat. Oh, real, real, sorry, sorry, real quick. No, go why ahead. Why don't we, why don't we give cool names to stuff anymore? Like historical moments? I feel like after 9-11, yeah. we just stopped we just phone, phoned it in. It's just like, well, it's just, trying, the, yeah. it's just the date. It's just the date, nine eleven, uh, yeah. and then like everything else, like doesn't nothing gets a cool name, you know? And like I, I feel the like we should books about these things hasn't been written yet. Hey, yeah, I'm, but I'm I'm historians not, will give them cool yeah, names. I mean, I I'm trying so. to popularize te- Teddy Bear Picnic. I think that yeah, that yeah, slaps. We, can, <laughs> we can call it. The, the, yeah, what? Why? Why? Why is it the Teddy Bear Picnic? Is it just because I it's, don't get it? Yeah. yeah. Well, because. And at six o'clock, the moms and daddies will take them home to bed because they're tired little teddy bears. <laughs> but they were out really late, though. <laughs> well, that, it was six o'clock was the uh, the uh, curfew. That uh, Yeah, but they uh, didn't go to bed. Yeah, they yeah. stayed out and got the shit kicked out of them by cops. Some yeah, of them I went to know. the $400 a night hotel uh, and, <laughs> and, and weren't wearing masks in the lobby. There was a bunch of videos of that. 
I want to talk about all these Twitter bans and parlor getting banned because so David and I, like normal fucking people, turned on Tucker Carlson the day after the coup and to see what the normal working class average Joe Americans are saying. And fucking Glenn Greenwald is on there talking about how Trump getting banned is a violation of civil liberties and it's censoring freedom of speech. And I just want to try to understand why there are so many people in this country who think that healthcare isn't a human right, but tweeting is because <laughs> that is very strange logic to me. Well, I don't think, I don't think that Glenn Greenwald thinks that, uh, that healthcare isn't a human right. Right. Well, I know Tucker Carlson doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's and true. Tucker Carlson's audience doesn't. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they probably don't even know Glenn Greenwald as a leftist. People who watch Tucker Carlson probably just think that Glenn Greenwald is a chud just like them. And a civil, um, just a civil that, libertarian. He only goes yeah. on there. Yeah. He, well, that's what Tucker Carlson calls him is yeah. a civil libertarian. Yeah. Um, they probably, so, they, I, do th- I don't know if they've ever even mentioned the fact that like he broke the Snowden leaks or anything like that. He's like, I imagine most of the people that watch Tucker Carlson would not be happy about that. That he worked directly with Chelsea Manning? Yeah, yeah. No, probably most. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no I, th- yeah. I, th- I think you're right there. Um, but, you know, like, I'm, I'm sympathetic to the argument that Trump shouldn't have been banned. Like, I, I am. And, uh, yeah, I, you I, know, so that's kind of why I brought it up. I wanted to talk about what you guys think of, not just Trump, but, like, you know, a lot of, like, right-wingers are getting banned from Twitter. Parler got banned from, or at least temporarily removed from the Apple Store and Google Store and now Amazon. So, like, what do we make of that? I mean, it reserve it, 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 it. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it, it reveals the fact that all of our um, social media is corporate run, obviously. Right. I don't know if it reveals it yeah. so much as really underscores the point that um, that a handful like four, five companies get to decide what's acceptable uh, to talk about. And uh, so I I like that approach to the question, but it does lead to a much larger question, which is, okay, so we've nationalized Twitter. It's owned collectively through whatever entity we decide it's owned through. The state really seems like the only good model because there's no other civilian organization. Um, So does the state run twitter get to ban people right yeah sounds like china to me (laughs) yeah yeah good luck getting xi jinping knocked off of anything (laughs) off of any social media uh, off of wechat yeah yeah that's uh, i mean yeah it's it's a very very difficult um uh uh conversation to have and i think the Mm -hmm. the furthest i can go Right is um and this uh, sorry but it's a very science and technology studies argument is that the design the design of the technology um, assumes central decision making right like think of yep. a printing press or you know yep. a um uh you know like the, the like pamphlet pamphleteering right um mm-hmm. the government can control the uh access to printing presses they can try to intercept. Uh, all of the printing, all the printed material in the government-run mail, right? They can they can do a couple things. They can do a bunch of things, but it will never be complete and um, and a hundred percent accurate and effective. Uh, and the but something like Amazon, right? Which uh, um, 
for those of you that don't know, runs Amazon Web Services, which is uh, what most of the internet runs on. Uh, So even if you think that you're boycotting Amazon, you're usually not. You're usually using a website that runs on Amazon servers uh, and a company that gives uh, a non- size uh, a pretty sizable portion of their revenues di- just directly to amazon right like uh, like yep. big co- big big new york stock exchange traded companies will give like a quarter to a third of their revenue just directly to amazon for yep. uh server space right um so amazon like, has become the environment yeah yeah so when so when amazon says you know parlor you need to uh step up your game and provide uh, uh a lot more um uh, uh, ways to to boot people from your platform if they say Nazi shit, right? Something we would ostensibly agree with uh, to some degree, right? You know, um, what Amazon says goes, and it doesn't even matter if like Apple and Google like uh, take stuff out of their app store if the if the app itself doesn't have um, servers, right? So between mm-hmm. Amazon, Google, and Apple, um, they're they're uh, um, you know, like their managers, right? Like their COOs and everything, they get to decide um, what what uh, we see on the internet now. Like that, that's just yeah. a, that's just a fact, right? And if we, but if we made something that was and used it that was um, more decentralized, then then that that would be um, less. Uh, they wouldn't be able to do that but the the but the flip side of that is then like yeah then you have nazis using that and that sucks so if you have a decentralized system that does have a mechanism for not allowing violent you know uh violent speech or the organization of violent actions which is what we've just seen Mm -hmm. uh what what can a decentralized model do? It seems like voting is the only option that's decentralized. So people get to vote on whether or not content is allowed on the platform, right? Yeah, like yeah. you can just downvote something to the point where it's like like Reddit. Yeah. Um, and now you have, and David and I have written, both written on this, the uh, tyranny of the majority in mm-hmm. which any kind of dissenting speech, regardless of what it entails, is now... Um, you know, it's it's a it's essentially nobody wins civil rights because they have majority support. <laughs> like yeah, it's exactly, always yeah. a minority. It, who... it, it's why uh, Reddit's r slash unpopular opinions is a crock of shit because right. it's, yeah. it's, it's all popular, very popular. Then it's unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, it gets zero votes, negative votes, and you don't see it. And um, yeah. you know, I think about uh, my my friend that's really sympathetic to the whole Trump cause because he's really anti the whole censorship cause. And, you know, the fact that he's like, um, actually, I won by a landslide, and I hope all the true patriots bring their guns on January 20th, um, you know, is something that is, uh, I think, demonstrably bad for society. And I sympathize with the fact that that's bad. And I also sympathize with the people who say he should be able to say that and not have be censored and have his content uh you know taken down and if i post a video of you know my analysis of some closed circuit television video of a election you know district in a county that went trump that i think should have gone biden and i see hey look they're pulling the votes out from under the desk that that video gets you know taken off of youtube because it's disinformation According to whom? How do I appeal? You know, it's this big question of like, 
are the mods what should be saving us? Or should we have some type of a social democratic apparatus that allows us to have, you know, uh, people who are just wrong and the capability of recognizing that they're wrong and not letting it be a thing that, no, we must delete, silence, you know, people who are wrong and or dangerous. And who determines what's wrong or dangerous? Don't don't worry about it. Good people. Yeah. The, the right people. Like, you know, the, these people that have risen to the top of this meritocratic uh, corporate oligarchy, you know, the people who are working in the content mines, you know, looking at everyone's posted dick pics and deciding what is showing too much dick root, you know, to be like, like, like they're, they're, they're all doing it right. The algorithm's good. Never, never uh, question it or the, um, the the structure of decision making that leads to its creation and its um you know uh revisions um like there there's there's got to be some alternative to this and i guess what i guess i'm proposing is like maybe not like a reddit up vote down vote per like piece of content that is put out on every single uh platform but uh i don't know like some some type of process by which the people in this country can come together and form a consensus on reality that's based in fact. I don't know what exactly that looks like, but it seems like something that we're actually lacking right now. And I don't know, like, do you guys think that there's anything off the top of your domes that might be able to uh, accomplish that task? I, I have... Uh, so there's a couple things, right? So one is, I, I, I'll admit that when it comes to like whenever a conversation comes up about like the limits of free speech and whether or not like uh, a, a, you know, censoring one person that you disagree with is tantamount to, you know, uh, letting someone eventually censor you, you know, um, I just tune out. I fucking hate every single one of these conversations because I just don't, I just don't believe <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I just don't believe in any yeah. of it. I just believe like I have political enemies and I try to defeat them and whatever they say, like I try to uh, inoculate others to their, their message to make sure that, that no one hears them and, uh, or doesn't believe them when they do hear them. And that I try yep. to silence them when possible also. And that's just politics is, is trying to get like yeah, your politics. message out there as much as possible and using whatever, um, uh, means you can to silence people that uh, will do you harm and amplify the voices of uh, bodies and spaces, right? So the um, the uh, so the, the, uh, with that with that one caveat, right? I do think uh, I, I, we need to fuse um, like political power with editorial power because uh, all of the, the, the a big problem with all of these web platforms like Twitter, Facebook, whatever, right, is that they never wanted to admit that they were a publication, right, that they were a source yes. of news yep. and information, and they never wanted yep. to edit anything, right? They didn't want to have an editorial stance. They didn't want to be seen as a publisher, even though they obviously were, right? And uh, and part of that, and, and you know, and part of like the, the golden age of media that everyone 
uh, harkens back to is like the moment, you know, like that, that special time where everyone believed the same thing, the same set of facts, right? That was only mm-hmm. do- that was only possible because you had centralized editorial uh, systems that decided what was real and what was not. They manufactured consent. And it turns out a lot of people really like it when, ma- when consent is manufactured because it's very comforting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, the, and leftist and, and people on the right wing don't like it because quite often we get cut out of the consensus, right? Yep. And, uh, and, and for me, instead of just like getting bogged down in, in a fight that I really believe we can't win of like whether or not, you know, what freeze peach means, right? Um, instead just say, um, consent is manufactured and we have to win the, the levers of power that let us manufacture the consent that redounds to the world that we want to create. That is, is the only thing that i can think of that 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 doesn't just make my brain fall apart okay well that's uh, very fair and i'm glad you're being honest and, and transparent <laughs> with us on it like you know i i think i think that there's i think you're fucking stalling oh, that's what i think. yeah yeah <laughs> well, I, you know I, what i, I just yeah. I, i'm gonna say it i i don't believe in free speech i don't okay well to- totally hot take a, a hot, very take, hot take right and you know, I'm still trying to figure it out myself, but I guess what I'm trying to illustrate is that there's two problems to solve here, right? One is determining who and what should be able to censor who and what, right? And the second is, how do we come to a solution to our uh, epistemological crisis? Like, the the crisis that we're in right now, fundamentally, besides the, the e- ecological crisis, which is the biggest one total, um, is what is reality and how can we come to a position where at least the majority of us are in consensus about what that reality is. And I think people like Donald Trump are particularly dangerous, which is one of the reasons why I think these platforms have decided to censor him to the point of banning him maybe for life. Because he, more than any other of his superpowers, one of which is just being completely shameless. That's a superpower. Never being able to feel shame (laughs) publicly ever. Like, that is is fucking crazy. And the second one is the constant ability to just on the fly create narratives that infect and can convince millions and millions of people of something completely without evidential base. And that that is crazy. Like, my friend who is a Trump supporter in, in this case was talking, he's like, come on, 100 million people believe something's fishy and, you know, no courts can uh, can hold it up? Come on. Come on. Something's there. And in which case, I'm like, no, there's nothing there. There's just this guy who's really good at convincing people of his particular narrative of reality, which is not based in any material fact at all. So we'll never, ever be able to consense upon it. And thus, he's like opening a portal into a whole world that doesn't exist at all. And this is why Q happened. Like, <laughs> like the central thing about Q is that Donald Trump creates our reality. Donald Trump is the only one we can trust. Donald Trump is the, the, the singular good human being who's going to stop the demon rats from harvesting the adrenochrome of the children. And like, you know, it, 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 it sounds completely absurd, but it is actually what has happened. Like yeah, what yeah. has happened is Donald Trump has created this reality for hundreds of millions of people around the world. And yeah, that like, well, yeah. what do and, and you I, do I, against that? <laughs> well, like, I feel I, like I mean, we need to you, come, you win yeah. power, you win power over them. Yeah. 
Sure. He's like, this is what, uh, I believe it was Scooter Libby told uh, uh, Andrew Susskind um, in, uh, in, I I think, I forgot the name of the book, but, you know, it's this this famous quote that for a long time was not um, attributed to him. It was only later that we found out who it was. You know, and he said um, uh, to a reporter, to to Susskind, who's a reporter, right? Like, you live in the reality-based community, right? And uh, uh, and you go see things that happen and dutifully report on the things that happened, right? And you have a and you have a mm-hmm. consensus reality that you report within. Our job, meaning uh, at that time the Bush administration, right, is to create that reality. We build the reality, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and 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 everything is possible, right? All all things are possible and true at the same time, and we just go pick what we want to be true, and we make it true. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that and yeah. that. And that's how that works. And that's how it's always worked for every president, every every not- form of power. And Trump just uh, just wields it in this like really surreal um it, way that he doesn't have full control Instinctually. over. Yeah, he's full Goku and instinctive mode. That is that is inherent to humanity and our perception of the world. That's not just inherent to political administrations and power apparatuses. Like the, the, there's no simple way to t- I don't want to get like too, you know, like into fucking philosophy or anything but like it is a part of the human experience to construct reality all of us do it all the time with everything yep you cannot prove that hillary clinton is not harvesting adrenochrome and sucking it out of the spinal cords of children you cannot prove that i can't and i won't and so you can't even prove that she's real would you want to why would you want to you can't have you seen her you haven't I mean, presumably somebody can can say I've seen her, but how can you trust that person? Yeah. So, I mean, this is not just a problem of uh, constructing reality through the mechanisms of, you know, the United States government's power to craft narratives. It's 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 going to be a consistent problem for us going forward. And the problem is that the more information you have, the harder it ever is to get to anything that can be called. That's why, you know, you call it like a consensus truth, a consensus, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, exactly. narrative. It's mm-hmm. only what most people and specifically the people who have the most power agree upon. Yep. And so unless we are looking at a future without something like Twitter, where it's just a constant information dump all the time, 24 yeah. hours a day, um, this is only going to become a more difficult challenge for us to solve. And, you know, the other thing is like, I've never met somebody who thought that it should be legal to yell fire in a crowded theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always and been that's limits. what tr- yeah. that's what Donald Trump is doing. He's yep. doing the equivalent of yelling fire in a crowded theater when he Fair. tells people to show up to the inauguration uh, to take back their country. There, that dog whistle is not lost on anyone. Yeah, you know? they know what "take back your country" means. Yeah. they know what an illegal election result means. Yeah. Um, and they know what must be done to stop it. So I don't really like feel comfortable advocating one way or another for whether or not Donald Trump should have been banned on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just really funny to me. <laughs> That's pretty much the only position that I have on it is that it's fucking funny. Yeah. And the fact that he kept trying to use other people's Twitter accounts to tweet and they just kept banning those. Yo, they made him go cold just, turkey. Mwah. That is yeah. that is cruel. That's that is not the I way you deal with addicts. I said that on Twitter. I was like, they should at least give him a methadone yeah, or something. Fuck, something, dude. Something. You know? How, how funny would it be? Like, 
how funny would it be that he dies like really soon because he oh like, from he lack of posting yeah 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 i mean he, he died of a broken heart he broken. you know he died of a lack of likes and retweets we yeah. all know very sad. that he's been a god tier poster but maybe twitter is uh his a uh, samson locks you know and they just like cruelly <laughs> cut them right off and like now he's gonna you know <laughs> what, what, what the fuck? He's just an asshole. Man. Without without his ability to that shape, bitch Delilah. <laughs> without the ability to to shape the reality for hundreds of millions of people through his uncensored platform of you know Twitter, uh, in which he constructs in like what is that 128 characters, like basically like a vivid and captivating 160. Yeah, a vivid and captivating uh, all right, yeah. In a hundred uh, in two hundred and eighty characters, a vivid and captivating surreality for everybody to indulge in. You know, like he's nothing. He's just a dude. He's just but some it's fat, also the rich, love, like billionaire and adoration. Asshole. Yeah, it, it, that he gets from his followers. You know, people are. If you ever go look at a Trump tweet, like yeah, there's a lot of people saying like you know fuck off you imbecile whatever. But there's also so many people all caps american flags we love you donald you're the savior of the republic blah 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 and Drain he feeds all that shit you know yeah. that's why he loves doing rallies like yeah. Yeah. twitter is just one big constant rally for him yeah and it's, so may, maybe the what, loss of that has got to be devastating honestly f in the chat i yeah. feel for him like, I, I guess well, what i'm really coming down to is that twitter should should ban all of us simultaneously that the danger associated <laughs> with Donald Trump's Twitter account is no different fundamentally than the danger of anyone's Twitter account. And the it wouldn't have the power it does without the algorithm and without all of the, you know, billions of people participating in this, like, uh, exercise of standing on a street corner and shouting at the fucking top of your lungs while everyone around you is shouting at the top of their lungs. You know, like, the, the entire thing should be permanently suspended. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I've ever heard say that about Twitter uses Twitter constantly. Oh yeah, what does that say about us? Oh well, like, it, it says that uh, the the will is too weak. That the the there's something you know, like we we've talked about on on this podcast more, more than once. The fact that I think that uh, motivation is fundamentally mysterious, especially my own. Like I know when I'm motivated, and I do the things I'm motivated to do. And when I'm motivated to do something that, like, my higher self or whatever the fuck that's, that is, um, thinks is good, I, like, try to ride the tail of the tiger, like, you know, as much as I can. Just, like, go and, and be. But then there's times I'm not motivated. I don't know why I'm not motivated. I just know that I am not. And I think when it comes down to, like, Twitter, right? Like, I tried taking a week off. <laughs> I think it was on Monday. I was like, all right, I'm taking a week off. I logged out all of my shit. And then... Motherfuck. But then a coup happened on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt, I felt, I'll let me describe the experience. Like, I felt so isolated. Like, I had the, the, the group chat with Ironweeds. I, my brother was texting me. I got on, on the phone with him. I had these real human to human interactions with people that I love and trust. And at the same time, the fact that I wasn't participating in the fucking algorithm. That I couldn't, you know, have... Capital the, D discourse. Yeah, if, that I couldn't, you know, throw my penny in the wishing well of a, a viral tweet. <laughs> the fact that I couldn't engage in this, like, collective, fucking frenetic, weird, like, mental, fucking, I don't know, like, yeah. carnival. I just, I, I, I broke down. I was like, all right, I'm logging back on. I want to see well, what if happened. if it makes you feel any better, I'm, I'm sober this yeah. month. 
Yeah. So I went through Wednesday and Thursday and the whole fucking week just sober as a as a as a preacher. And that's been an interesting experience. And how are you holding up? <laughs> good. Yeah, good. Uh I have a lot of energy. Hell yeah, you look great. <laughs> oh, thank you. But you always look uh, great. <laughs> yeah, turns out not uh drinking seven days a week has given me a lot of energy. So well, fuck yeah. that's nice. That's been that's Weird. been good. Yeah, I know. It's almost like booze makes you tired or something. I don't yeah. know. The sober mind is the creative mind. I've gotten a lot of work done. First uh, episode in the new newest reaction series is out. Uh, if you have not listened to that yet, you can find it, it wherever you find podcasts. Um, this series is going to be about nine uh, representations of terrorism post 9-11. So I'm doing... Uh, Four movies and one television show, and there's going to be four episodes. First one's out already, and two Patreon episodes. And one of those Patreon episodes is actually pre-9-11, right? Yes, one is pre-9-11. It's going to be uh, Chuck Norris's Invasion USA, in which he fights uh, Ru- uh, Soviets and Cubans who are trying to invade the United States of America. It's going to be great. Everyone's okay. gone. And thanks, everybody. What? Everyone's gone insurrectionary. Invasion <laughs> USA. <laughs> We're um, gonna start a coup. It, it's gonna start real soon. <laughs> uh, We're cleaning our uh, long guns. <laughs> we can't <laughs> wait for it. Uh, yeah, I guess I what to to wrap up feelings though. I want to ask you guys honestly. When you saw people climbing and breaching the walls of Congress and like jumping into elected representatives desks and like, you know, uh commandeering the lectern, wasn't there like something deep down that was like, damn, this could have been us. Should have been <laughs> like, us. Yeah. You know, like, yes. I, like, think yeah. I think I like, tweeted that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so hard for me to have us, you know, especially like to demonize the people that like broke into the 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 halls of Congress and to be like these people are a horrible threat. They're terrorists and they should be put in Gitmo and you know have bamboo shoved in between their fingernails for the rest of their lives. Like fuck that. Like these people are so much more like me than not. Like these people are like, come on, who can't relate to that? Who can't relate to the the desire to like smash down those fucking doors and to be like, we up in this bitch, you know? Like, come on. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess like I do, I certainly don't feel that they're more like me than not because I think the reasons that they're doing this very is different primarily reasons. yeah very different white supremacy reasons. yeah and, fair enough um they 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 all think that the that the parts of the government that we hate aren't. Uh, strong enough and they want to make them even worse yeah right in the yeah. parts about the government that we want to improve they want to destroy <laughs> yeah I, I guess it's just really hard for yeah me to jump no on i the get what you're saying like you know we should put these people in gitmo they're terrorists yeah it's no, like yeah, yeah no, I mean, that's died. another thing that's, that's worth, fucked up you know like that's another thing that's worth talking about though is that this is going to it's already instantiating a new wave of the war on terror but now you know domestically and that yeah. is terrifying like yeah. that is because that will ultimately be used against us you know yeah you know th- th- this could have been us but you're out here playing games right you know like that's <laughs> that's that's what that's what i want to say to dsa right now right is that like yeah yeah it was like um 
it's this very strange moment where um like like the coup attempt sort of puts uh, us all the way down to like moderate republicans in the same boat very momentarily right where you know in in just like a just a little bit in a short sliver all of us from the furthest left to the uh like the 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 moderate right all are all like whoa that like i don't like agreeing with mitt romney at all right (laughs) but like god yeah Right, but it, everyone's like, "Wow, that 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 was fucking horrifying!" Right, but then, uh, but it's it's only after that, and you're just like, well, uh, so "They should go to Gitmo," and like, "No, no, I don't like that." And he's like, "We have to preserve yeah. the ability for us to to do that later." I don't know, like, it, I I'm I'm not saying that, but it's like I I I don't want um, I, yeah, I, I I don't I don't hate this because it um, it hurt the feelings of our precious congressional representatives or it made them feel scared. I want them to be scared, but I want them to be scared yeah. of me. And I want them to be scared of the, like the possibility of like a, uh, uh, of the, the, uh, a break with the current state of things so that instead we have a, 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 a much more caring government and, and not this, uh, this tyrannical, fascist one that they clearly want because there are people like that that stormed the capital with nazi paraphernalia on of course, and, yeah. and 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 confederate flags right you know yeah, like that's yeah. yeah so it's like i it's um it's, it's so there's a there's a, i think there's also like a in a uh an edginess out there i'm not saying you're, you're doing this chris at all but you know like there's i think there's also like an edginess out there that's like no come on this was actually cool like whatever you know like i like it when the capital gets stormed it's like it there are revolutions and then there are revolutions right and like i don't i don't think i want to be a part of or go through a revolution with where these people get into the capital yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, th- I think that um, the the if if BLM was breaching the Capitol or anti-fascists or even Bernie Bros or fucking anybody who was trying to pry power from the hands of the ruling class, then like they'd all have died. There, yeah. It would not yeah, have yeah. been successful, even as a spectacle. It would have been a brutal, brutal defeat. And unless it was, you know, a fucking bloodbath on the other side. Right, like actual insurrectionary, you know, like when I compare this to like the October Revolution in in you know Russia, it's like this is not the same thing at yeah. all. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, you no, know, this not. is this is absolutely completely ridiculously different in so many fundamental ways, and probably the most important of which is these people don't want anything to change. Like yeah, that's yeah, the this is inherently re- reactionary. Like they like, please keep stepping on me, sir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. and and uh but you know, I did however find it just like com- extremely distasteful for everybody to be like we need to call this what it is. It is domestic terrorism and these people need to be facing the most yeah. serious consequences that any human being should ever face. They should be denied their uh humanity, they should be put in a cage, they should be force fed blah blah blah. It's like no, they sh- they shouldn't. The cops should be fired because they let this happen. And we should have uh, security forces, if we care about our republic, that actually protect our republic. And yeah. if we think that that's a good thing, then we should, you know, hold people accountable for doing their job. And that's the only thing, in my opinion, that actually needs to change after this. Because if it wasn't for that one thing, if it wasn't for the police letting this happen, then it would have been a non-event. It would have been a big nothing burger. 
Like yeah. the, the singular thing that happened that set this in a completely fucked up, scary trajectory is that the cops stood down. And what the fuck are we going to do about that? That's yeah. the scary part. Yeah. That's the scary part. Is, is that, that is that was, this was this was a flex on their part? Yeah, it was abetted by by police, and it was committed by police. You know, we know that there were tons of fucking pigs in that in that crowd of people mm-hmm. with their zip ties and their tactical gear. Um, and that is the real. That is why it's scary to me. Mm-hmm. That is the reason that it's scary to me. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it, like, there's no democratic process to you know force a change out of the entire Capitol Police so that 88% of them aren't on the side of this, like, illegal riot that they let happen. Yeah. Yeah, and we we should underscore the point that, like, I don't think any leftist should be, like, looking to find people to call a terrorist, right? You know, like, like, the bad jacket of terror, of terrorist, is, like, not something that, just, like, you can never wield it in a way that prevents, that creates justice or anything like that. And And what's really bizarre to me we haven't even touched on it got so much shit happened right is that like there's we don't have a, a media narrative out there that's like on christmas fucking day there was a bombing of a major city's capital like, like a major city's downtown right mm-hmm. there's there's a christmas day bombing in nashville and mm-hmm. then on the same day that they were uh, storming the Capitol at the same time, we found two pipe bombs at the RNC and the DNC. That, yep. huh. So there was there was a bipartisan. They found IEDs bomber. at yeah. the at the Capitol. I, I did not see any reporting on that. I, I saw there were, I saw rumors at that at the time. I didn't see like I saw there reporting were definitely... on a van with Molotovs. Okay, that there was yeah. like pre prefabbed Molotovs in a van nearby um, that was seized. Yeah, but I I, I, de- I definitely saw pictures. One IED found, but. Yeah, okay. I, I saw pictures of at the RNC and DNC were were uh, honest to god pipe bombs that had to be uh, diffused, uh, is, which I, uh, you know, and then like, uh, why is there a national manhunt to find the the bipartisan pipe bomber? Like, I don't like what. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> like that's knows? fucking wild. And, yeah. and, and we haven't even gotten to that, you know. All right. And they're and they're mm-hmm. so much better organized than us. Like it's and this wasn't that, even that organized, terrifying. right? Like it just this shows was, how how much far far how far we need to to get to yeah. to pose any threat to power whatsoever. All right, I want to get you guys knee jerk predictions. J twenty, how's it going down? Not good. <laughs> bad. <laughs> Extremely bad. <laughs> Very bad. Okay, I think I think we're all in consensus. Uh, yeah, it will d- definitely, definitely be no, the f- no good. <laughs> It'll definitely be the first inauguration I have ever watched live. That much, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the question is, do you think that the security state will do this again? Which is to say, like, purposely stand down, allow, you know, uh, chaos and violence to uh, run rampant, um, you know, during an official proceeding? Or do I you mean, think they're going to do the exact opposite and, like, saturate the fucking streets with tanks and, like, show... Because you know, when you think about it on the side of the the police, right, is they want to show both, you know, in, yeah. like, they want to be like, hey, uh, we actually run this shit, and if you disagree with us, even politically, um, we'll show you how important we are. Um, and then at the same time, be like, but we should be entrusted and continue to be funded because like, you know, you guys need our tanks because we gave you an example of why you need our tanks. I think that they're under such intense scrutiny right now that they will probably show force if, 
if they are met with force. Um, but honestly, I think it's a little bit of a fool's errand to try to predict it. Okay. Because fair. who the hell knows? Who the fuck knows? It probably has as much. Get her off of there. <laughs> it probably <laughs> wanna... has as much to do with who happens to be on duty and who is, you know, their chief at the time. Like I. Yeah, because they just they, they just fired like their top brass, right? So like who yeah who like the person right below them could be like uh, carving a Kekistan logo in, into a, a congressional desk right now. You know, like, could currently be the most powerful person in the country theoretically. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know who <laughs> they are. Some fucking pig in D.C. Yeah, yeah, uh, God. yeah, yeah. The kings are only okay. as good wanna... as the guards who protect them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey. hey. I'm guard. Do we want to get to some king. good news, fellas? Yeah, please. Sure. <laughs> Chris, do you want to give us this one? I think you're the one who posted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me pull it up. Um, all right. So we we had talked about on previous episode, I think it was like 74 or something, about how our uh, beloved Valley Cats, after, um, you know, the shutdown of all public uh, sports, um, had uh, become strays and that they were dropped from their uh, minor league um, uh, support uh, that feeds into major league teams. Their Um, entire uh, minor league was dissolved. The the New York Penn League was just dissolved. Yep. Uh, well, there's good news today because our beloved Valley Cats are no longer strays. They've been adopted by the Frontier League, uh, or as I like to say, the final Frontier League. Eh? Dude, hey. Nice. Very nice. Uh, but this is at uh, FrontierLeague.com. Uh, Frontier League welcomes Tri-City Valley Cats. Uh, the Frontier League has unanimously accepted the Tri-City Valley Cats as the league's 16th member. The Valley Cats have been members of the New York Penn League and were an affiliate of the Houston Astros. Uh, Frontier League Commissioner Bill Lee says, We are honored and excited to welcome the Tri-City Valley Cats to our league. They enjoy a tremendous reputation in professional baseball for their strong ownership and exemplary management. The Valley Cats also have a great fan base. We are anxious for their fans to see Frontier League Baseball 2021 could not start better for the Frontier League than to have the Valley Cats join our family. Yay! Well, it, could, it, it, could, it could start easier and better if um, we didn't have a global <laughs> pandemic yeah, going. that would be better, wouldn't but, it? Yeah, but you know, th- this is this is also good. Yeah. So the um uh another another benefit of this is that um we'll actually get more games. So the uh the New York Penn League, which the way it worked before is that like the Houston Astros basically you know they paid all the players, they did a bunch of stuff that was like we were basically like a satellite of the Houston Astros, and now that we're uh, going to be part of this Frontier League, the the um the rules of how many games you play, who you play, all change. And um and the you actually get uh, it seems like we'll we'll get more home games than we did before. I think almost double. I I, I have to double. Oh, check that would that. be awesome. It'd be a lot, a lot of a, a lot of games. I and I I don't know how it'll affect ticket prices, but it definitely. I want to buy season tickets if they're doing that many home. Yeah, games. I actually I think I just got an email about uh about season ticket prices. It, it, it looks pretty reasonable. So we can yeah we can look at that. You get one of those like flex tickets where you get like twelve games any 12 games for like 70 bucks or something like that and you know if the pandemic does get better and the numbers start to go down and more people start to get vaccinated baseball is a great 
that it's all outside. Yep. You can spread people out. Yeah. You wear like, masks. You know, <laughs> wear masks. Oh, that would be so awesome. I'm going to get one of those masks with like the the hot dog flap down the middle, <laughs> so that I can like <laughs> I can like negotiate my my hot dog through the mask. Uh, I'm just God. imagining some like gross, uh, you know, who's the guy that made like too many cooks and like all those like creepy internet videos. Oh just, yeah. yeah. I'm just imagining one of like, you know, side profile, a mask, and then like a single hot dog just like being <laughs> inserted directly into the mask, like no chewing, just like straight. I hate it. In. I hate it so yeah. much. Why'd it's, you do that? It's very different because like you can't quite fit the bun in there. So it's got to be just a hot yeah. dog and you don't want to like right, put exactly. ornaments yeah. on it because it'll get all over yeah. the mask. So yeah, it's just naked hot dog. Yeah, just just regular <laughs> hot dog, just slightly steamed. Yeah. Just right, nuke it up right for in me. the right in the flap. Right in the mask hole. I really hope they get paid more. Yeah. In yeah. the new league. Because like they really don't make hardly any money. Anything, yeah. And those boys um, hustle. For the love of the game. Yeah. They do. They really hustle. Well, so, so like, this is the one thing that I, I, I'm a little disappointed by is that like so this league is actually closer to the major leagues than what we had. Uh so they're probably gonna be a little bit more professional than than what we're used to we'll still have ketchup mustard relish race though right i i fucking hope so no i i mean just like the players themselves i i I think we'll probably be a little bit more conservative in how they play showboating and yeah yeah. are they still gonna have swinging for the fences the the totally weird um uh multiplicity of mascots like is ribby I hope gonna make so. a return are they gonna if they have, fucking uh, touch ribby if they touch our our, our emaciated picky boy if we if they ever touch uh ketchup that that well they can fucking drown ketchup in in the hudson river i don't care about ketchup but but yeah. if, if they if they t- touch mustard and relish like that's gonna be fucked up yeah and then the, the, ketchup the, is a huge cheater yeah <laughs> what about uh the the big bobblehead uh mayor madden Ooh, yeah, all the different. Yeah, they got to keep the mayors. They're still the Tri City Valley Cats. They got to keep uh, keep up appearances. They got to keep all the mayors. Yeah, yeah. they got to get the uh, three legged race. All the well, mayors. this is yeah, <laughs> this is great. I'm so happy to hear that the Valley Cats are going to have a new home and they'll be able to keep playing. And I really hope that one day we can all go to a minor league baseball game again because I yeah. miss it so much. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. We'll do it. It's yeah. gonna be a real normal one. Everybody, very normal, very normal. <laughs> the year. most normal year. Off ever. to a great start. Yeah, yeah. We, we have to figure out a way to do a, a live show at the Valley Games. <laughs> <laughs> we could take the Zoom. We could yeah. totally take the Zoom and do a live show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we should get like a um a, 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 a we should buy tickets as a block. Maybe get it, maybe get a couple more people, and then we'll get on the jumbotron. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a DSA uh, event again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, uh, they put you on the jumbotron. Yeah. Democratic Socialists of America. It rules. Represent, represent. Yeah. We got to get people to keep the swearing to a minimum, though. Sometimes yeah. they go with DSA, and they're all fuck this, fuck that. It's a little. There's kids around. You guys gotta. <laughs> you can't yeah, be swearing like that. Yeah, the worst thing we can do is swear. No, it's not the worst thing we could do. We could all take our dicks and tits out. But I think that swearing is probably a little bit inappropriate for the venue. Agreed. You know, let's let's bring it back to old uh, wholesome uh, American baseball. Yeah. 
All this right. has been a really fun episode. Um, yeah. I want to give a big thank you to everybody who has signed up for the reactionary tier on our Patreon, patreon.com slash ironweeds. Um, I hope that this is uh, very convenient for you to have all of the content that we and I make in one place. I hope that you're enjoying that. Uh, you oh, also yeah. get stickers. So if you sign up for the $7 reactionary tier, you get a pack of stickers. You get the all the stuff, all the bonus, everything in one place for your convenience. And, um, you know, thanks so much to everybody for their support. It really means a lot to us and to me especially because I get all the money and I need money. Please. Money, please. Um. <laughs> you do you do great work, and you are uh, un under remunerated for it. Oh well, thank you. You know, having real life has really helped a lot because that is like a regular paying gig for me that doesn't depend on any listener support. That's all funded through Real Life Magazine. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I am sort of at the point in the next few months. I'm going to have to decide if I can continue doing this like full time and really putting my uh, the majority of my time toward the ironweeds and reaction so um yeah if you want to keep hearing all this stuff uh even a dollar a month helps go to patreon and um if you want to support just the reaction podcast it's patreon.com slash reaction pod or podcast i don't remember i'll put it in the show podcast um it's reaction podcast podcast. okay thank you reaction podcast and uh, we have been discussing setting up a $20 uh, yell at us like we're the problem tier on our Patreon, uh, but that is not up yet. Um, so, you know, before we create that, please, uh, you know, be like, send us an email. Yeah, let, let us know and if you would can, do that. Let, not, a, not a yelly one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And before uh, Twitter is deleted, suspends us all for our own good, um, you can find us on Twitter. At Ironweed Spot. Yeah. <laughs> Find us on uh, Instagram as well. Ironweed Spot. And send us an email. Maybe. Yeah, a happy one. <laughs> <laughs> send us an email. We love hearing from you almost all the time at Ironweed Spot. <laughs> All right, we love you. Stay safe in this shit show. We love you so, so much. Love Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.